Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Morrow, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Well, welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Morrow, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating without deprivation or complicated meal plans so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And my friends, I'm so excited to announce my Patreon program. This is a way for you to support what I do and being able to provide you weekly episodes of valuable content ad-free. As a Patreon subscriber, you get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content, private workshops, and free digital downloads, all to help support you with shifting your relationship to food, managing your emotional eating, and reducing your cravings. So if you would like to become a Patreon subscriber and support the Lose Your Cravings podcast and get some amazing, amazing gifts out of it, head on over to patreon.com slash lose your cravings. Okay, my friends, on to our show for today. Today, I'm talking about the word trigger what it means in regards to food and overeating, and why the word might not be useful to use if you're working on reducing your overeating, emotional eating, or cravings. I feel like I see the word trigger used a lot lately in social media and in blogs I read and podcasts I listen to. So I wanted to dive into the use of it, the word trigger, and how it affects our perceived control over food. Let's first take a look at the meaning of the word trigger in relationship to food. Um, So according to Google, a trigger food is a specific food that sets off a course of overeating where control is lost. The most common trigger foods are calorie-dense, highly palatable foods that are often combinations of sugar and fat, such as ice cream or cookies, or fat and salt, such as salted nuts, chips, or french fries. Okay, so if you are listening to this episode, then you probably struggle with foods that you tend to overeat, whether you see or smell them or taste them, right? It's like having just one bite or one serving is impossible, right? What is it? Was it um, the Pringles commercial. This is so, this is so long ago. Um, but it was like, once you pop, you can't stop. It was like the Pringles, like once you pop the lid, you can't stop eating the, the chips, you know, it's like, once you pop, you can't stop. Like these, these, uh, these food companies are telling us <laughs> you can't control yourself around these foods. They're so good. Your brain just wants more and more until you have finished the whole bag, the whole pint, or the whole container, right? So when I look back on my experiences with food, I know that ice cream would be considered a triggering food, right? If I look back, ice cream, triggering, trail mix, granola, cookies, cinnamon rolls, all of those would be triggering for me. I could have just, I couldn't have just one bite, right? Or just one piece or just one serving. It would start with the intention of having one bite of ice cream or one cookie. But then once I ate the food, I would feel out of control and just keep on eating another bite of ice cream or have another cookie. And this would continue until I was uncomfortably stuffed or the food was gone. And then this would leave me feeling out of control around food, feeling guilty for eating so much and feeling like 
I just couldn't control myself, right? That I just needed to have more self-control or more willpower in in order to stop this from happening. I believe that there was something wrong with me and that I didn't know how to fix it besides restricting food. Like that was the answer to me. I just don't have the ice cream and I wouldn't overeat it. But guess what? I would end up buying ice cream at the store, promising myself that I would just have one bite and the whole cycle would start over again. Now, looking back at the definition of food trigger, one phrase I want to point out that I think does not serve you is the term where control is lost. Right? When we think of a food trigger, we think of out of control eating or something unhealthy or calorie dense. Now, if you are telling yourself or identifying a food as triggering, you are saying that you can't control yourself around this particular food. When you believe that you can't control yourself around a particular food, how do you feel when you see that food or think about that food? Maybe you are fearful of the food, or maybe you tense up around the food, or maybe you feel out of control or uninhibited. Inhibited. It's a hard word for me. When you feel out of control around food, what do you do? Maybe you over, re, overly restrict it. Maybe you obsess about it. Maybe you overeat it. Maybe you look at it as a quote-unquote bad food. And th- this, I will argue, does not create a healthy relationship with food. In my opinion, using the term trigger food towards foods you overeat will not help you reduce your cravings, reduce your overeating, or help you reduce your emotional eating. In fact, it keeps you stuck in having a poor relationship with food, overeating, shame, and guilt. If you want to stop overeating a certain food, we can't think of it as or believe it to be a triggering food. This just perpetuates the cycle. Right. I started to think about this term when a client said, This food is triggering. So I don't even eat it. It's like, oh, that food is triggering. I don't even eat it. I don't even go near it. Now, the sentence, this food is triggering, or that phrase, a is it a thought or a fact? This food is triggering. It's it's just a thought, my friends. Okay. This food is triggering is just a thought. It's not a truth. You have probably overeaten a food many times in the past and therefore believe that a food is triggering. But remember, that was the past. If you want to stop overeating a food, you need to think a thought now that will help you reduce your overeating of that food. Think about a food you feel is triggering for you right now. When you eat it, you feel out of control and can't just have one piece or one serving, right? Now, imagine six months in the future and you are at a gathering and there is a big plate or bowl of this food. It's just right there in the middle of the table, front and center. And you just look at it and say, oh, look, there's some 
blank, insert food, take one piece and move on. You sit down, you eat the one piece of food, you feel satisfied with this one piece and you don't obsess about the food, you just move on. What are you thinking about this food in this situation? Okay, this is where you dig deep. You got to really think about it. What thought do I need to be thinking about this food that I, in the past, have overeaten so that in the future, I just look at it and say, oh, there's some ice cream. I take a little scoop. I sit down. I eat it. I enjoy it. I feel satisfied. And then I move on. What are you thinking about this food in this situation? What are your thoughts about this food? What thoughts are you thinking that create a feeling of peace, indifference, or calmness around this food? These are the thoughts you need to start thinking now about the food that you have overeaten in the past. When you shift your thoughts about your quote-unquote trigger foods, and they are no longer considered trigger foods to you, then they won't be trigger foods, right? The reason they're trigger foods is because you are naming them as trigger foods. You are identifying them as trigger foods. Trigger foods we feel out of control around. The term trigger food is just a thought. That's it. It's not a fact or a truth. It's just something you believe about the food. So in order for you to change your behavior around the food, you need to change your thoughts or beliefs around the food. Now, this process isn't an overnight job. You aren't going to go from ice cream is triggering to believe I could take it or leave it when you see ice cream overnight. This will be a process, something you need to work on for days, weeks, or months and that will probably need some maintenance along the way. When shifting your mindset, you need to be consistent over a period of time in order to see results. You are creating new connections in your brain, and these connections take time and energy to form. So be patient with yourself through this process. Be patient, my friends. <laughs> cannot over express how you all want it to happen overnight and it doesn't happen overnight this doesn't work okay be patient be consistent how can i shift my thoughts around my quote unquote trigger food so that it is not a trigger food for me right okay i hope that this episode has opened you up to the idea of looking at the term trigger or trigger food differently and seeing that it doesn't support you in your relationship to food and your habits around food. I hope you see that it doesn't serve you to label a food as triggering, that this only perpetuates the cycle of overeating the food, and that in order to stop this cycle, you need to shift your thoughts around the food. It's the only way, my friends. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. If you like what you heard on this podcast, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Just write like, this rocks, great episode. Love this episode, love this podcast. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be 
thought provoking. Just leave it. Just leave a review, my friends. <laughs> I greatly appreciate it. And join me for my next episode where I talk about what would happen if you let go of the number on the scale or the size you want to wear. Don't worry. It's not as scary as you think. Okay, my friends, until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye.